Welcome back, everybody. This is episode nine on the Clappercast. I'm Burke. And I'm Sean. And today we're going to talk about mostly the playoff race, and we got some suspension talk. Yeah, and going to be some good good uh, arguments on suspensions here because it's getting a little bit crazy with uh, what's going on with the disciplinary action. Spinning the wheel. Yeah, um, I'm also time. concerned there might be a weighted wheel. Like we're gonna yeah. have to we're gonna have to check this thing for its fairness because it's <laughs> it's looking a little bit like someone's put a magnet or something on one of the yeah it doesn't have slots. equal value on <laughs> no yeah. suspension or suspension yeah it's not fair yeah it's more like picking a number out of a hat at this point <laughs> but there's more of certain numbers than others yeah so anyway I guess um let's just jump into the playoff race because that's you know there's only a month left in the season month left yeah teams are down to last 12 14 games here. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's gone by really fast this year. I'm um, shedding tears right now. Yeah. <laughs> the season's um, almost over. I'm a little torn because I love having hockey all the time, but I also really miss playoffs. Very, yeah. I One of my favorite things is just, like, on weekends, wake up, like, on the West Coast, and there's hockey, like, an hour after you get up, right yeah. through to the end of the day. Yeah, it's, like, 9 till 7 p.m. Basically. Or 9 till 10 p.m., I guess. So, yeah. yeah. Um, let's start with the East. So... The race is really in the metro at this point because it looks like Tampa, Boston, and Toronto kind of have those Atlantic 1, 2, and 3 spots locked yeah, up. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance of Montreal catching any of them. <laughs> yeah, Montreal's kind of in the bottom of the wildcard race. So in the metro right now, I've written down some stats. So the Caps are currently in first place. So they've got 69 games played and 89 nice. points. And then the last 10 games... They've gone 9-1-0, and and they've got seven straight Ws, and that's the best streak in the league right now, which isn't really that hard because I think the next short, next longest is like two games. Yeah, Edmonton was at four, and then they lost. Um, so I really like that. I'll touch more on that later because I have some more stuff about the Caps. Um, so in second place is New York Islanders. So they, ha- they were in first for quite a while, but the Caps have kind of surged ahead a bit. Is that um, the Caps... Like, obviously, the seven-game win streak is going to propel them, but has New York kind of faltered off a little bit, quieted down in the last few games? Well, they're, they've they got a game in hand in the Capitals. Okay. But even if they were if they were to win their next game, they'd still be a, two points back. Okay. So there are 68 games played and 85 points. So, like I said, four points back. And in their last 10, they've gone four, five, and one. Okay. So they did slow down a little bit from the looks so, of it. So, yeah. I think... Really, after that whole Taveras thing, they've kind of been on a skid here. That was kind of like the climax. <laughs> yeah, all their emotions and everything yeah. were running high, and then that was kind of the storyline for the season, right? Like, right. You know, we don't need Taveras, and we're going to be a good team despite that. And, and then, then they kind of proved they don't need Taveras yeah, by shit-kicking the Leafs. And I don't know if it's related. Maybe they've just been meeting some hot teams. Like, I mean, the Capitals beat them on this streak, so. Yeah, which, I mean, every team's going to have. I mean, 4-5-1, and one really. Th- I mean, I guess that's, like, bottom 10 and bottom ten in the league for, like, points percentage, but that's every team's going to have a random streak Yeah, like I mean, that. it's not the worst, but they're still getting points, but there's those five losses could come back to bite them. Yeah, um, so. So, anyway, next up. In the third metro spot is the Penguins. So there's 69 games played and nice. 83 points. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I was going to say that every time. And they're 6-2-2 two, and two in their last 10. So the Pens have really turned it up a notch, yeah. as and, um, apparently expected, because they're the Penguins coming into a clutch moment. Yeah, one thing I wanted to mention about them is that their trades have been paying off. Um, I'm not sure about their defense, but their forwards have been doing really well for them. Jared McCann has been lighting it up. Canucks legend, Canucks, Jared McCann. Yeah. And Nick Bukestad has been pretty good for them, too. Yeah, so I think, you know, they've got the high-end talent. They've got the stars. They just need great depth players. Yeah. So I might as well mention the capital stuff now because it's not very much, and it's not enough for its own little thing. <laughs> but the Capitals um, have had 16 consecutive penalty kills su- oh, successful. Wow. And there's five last night against That's the Jets. That's pretty good. Um, I think, Hagelin yeah, Hagelin has been a huge part of that. He had, like... Something absurd, like seven minutes of PK time in a game a couple of nights so ago. So he's basically just the PK1 unit. Yeah. <laughs> and then he got a really nice goal out of the box 
yesterday where Nick Dowd did that backhand floater. Oh, yeah, that was a beautiful sauce. Dowd's done that earlier in the season to Stevenson, so it's he needs a fast guy to play with, and he can just do that backhand sauce. Yeah. Um, but I just also wanted to mention that Jensen has been settling in really nice. He's been playing on the third pair. They've kind of been shuffling the D pairings around, but he's looked really well. He can skate the puck out of the zone, which yeah. is really nice. Yeah, so these these little trade di- the trade deadline acquisitions the Caps are making the last couple of years are crucial. Yeah, they're not shaking they're things up. And to go along with that, they haven't been making any roster changes during this win streak. They haven't been scratching anybody different. They've had uh, Yaskin, Jaskin, I don't know how you... Yaskin, I think. I think I see. I hear Dimitri Yaskin. Yaskin yeah, uh, he hasn't played in so long. I don't forget how to say his name. <laughs> um, but him and Stevenson have been scratched, and Juice have been scratched mm-hmm. throughout this winning streak. And I think that's important to have. You know, when a team's hot, don't fuck it up. Don't change yeah. anything. Consistency, chemistry. Those guys are still practicing and they're still fresh when they need them for yeah. playoffs and everything. And the last thing I'll mention before we can get on to the rest of the Metro and East is that uh, Devontae Smith-Pelly got a hat-trick in a Hershey Bears game. and uh, AHL legend. Yeah, so he's doing well. Um, That's good. He'll be ready for playoffs, I think. It's good because he was playing horribly at the NHL level, and to send him down might you know, fire him up a bit and maybe yeah. get him to be conditioned a bit more so he's not yeah. fat boy mode. <laughs> yeah, like especially he was like he was, he was such a huge part of that playoff run last year. Oh, he's massive. Like he'd... He was basically good for one insanely good play every game or two. Yeah, he and got it like was a sick a goal every couple yeah. of games or so. It was like he'd have an he'd have an okay-ish game where he made a couple of dumb plays, but like it never really caused anything bad. But he'd have every second game just a wicked snipe off the rush. Yeah, that that tying goal and yeah, was or just that. crazy. Yeah, so I, I congratulate him. I think that's his second AHL hat trick. I, I don't know. But anyway, let's get back to the, the playoff race. Um, so in wildcard one, so they're also fourth in the Metro is Carolina. So they're 68 games played and 81 points. So they're two points back of Pittsburgh at 83. And their last 10, they're 7-2-1. and one. So they're they're firing on all cylinders here. Yeah. And again, like they've been one of the hottest teams this in 2019. Yeah. And I don't know, they've got energy. Yeah, and the thing I wanted to mention about them is I saw this cool article about Justin Williams, and it was talking to him and talking to the former teammates on the Capitals about him and how much he meant to that team. He was on the team for two or three seasons, and you know he's from a winning culture in L.A. and back in his time with Carolina before, you know he knew what it meant, what what it took to win, and he was huge in changing that atmosphere in the locker room. So. It was just talking about how he had never rooted for a team as much to win as he did this, for those Capitals and how you know that's they FaceTimed funny. him after they won. and yeah, just, that's, that's cool to see even after he was gone from the team, how much he meant to yeah, the guys in the room. Yeah, he was just a fun guy and a huge locker room guy. And then it was also talking about how he's brought that to Carolina, you know, that winning mentality. Yeah. And, which I think um, for Carolina, they've got a pretty young core, so it's yeah, great to have this you know, experience. Yeah, he was named captain, and I think he deserves it. And for sure, he's one of the best leaders in the league. And, yeah, I think they're just they're heating up at the right time here. Yeah, and, and um, they're going to come in, I mean, assuming they make the playoffs, they're going to be like this energetic underdog that might just stir shit up. Yeah, and their attendance has been up, too. I um, think so. I think, it, they I think it was the game where they got just destroyed. Um who was that? To the Jets? Yeah, the Jets and the... Oh, I think it was the Jets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just destroyed them. But their attendance was up. Like, it was the highest or something. It had been in a while. Yeah, which, that's a nice sign. Yeah, like, so... You want to see these markets succeed? I think, I think it'd be huge for them to, to make it into playoffs. And uh, in wildcard two is Columbus. So they're still kicking around, apparently. Yeah, so they've got 68 games played, and they're at 79 points, so... Another two points back of Carolina, so they're four back of Pittsburgh. And in their last ten, they're five, five, and zero. So very average since yeah, the trade deadline. Yeah, I believe they. Oh, I forgot to mention the the date for the beginning. Oh, anyway, it's March. You? It's March eleventh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I Columbus plays Pittsburgh tonight. Again, again, 
Isn't that like the third time in the last yeah, like, week? Yeah, it seems like a crazy amount. Because, yeah, they got beat by Pittsburgh pretty badly when they started Corpus Salo, I think, like, late last week. would have been, like, Friday or Saturday. Yeah, and they played on the trade deadline. And they, yeah, they j- Columbus just beat Pittsburgh. No, 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 wait. Am, like, I, couple am of- I crazy? Let's just check. Because I think they played them today. Um, they did just, Columbus did just win, like, last night. Or the night before. You know, they might play the Islanders. Oh, they play the oh, Islanders. Oh, they play the Islanders. Okay, my bad. <laughs> I knew there was a Metro matchup, and I okay. thought it might have been Pittsburgh. But, yeah, so they play the Islanders. So that's a huge game for them. Yeah. And it's big for the, Blue Jets, or for the Islanders as well, because if they start sliding now, I mean, Pittsburgh's hot, Carolina's hot, and... Dare we say Columbus? Columbus, if they win this I game... Mean, what are they back of the Islanders? Like six points, seven points? They are six points. Same amount yeah. of games played. So, I mean, it's not unrealistic for a six-point swing. It's difficult at this time of the season when there's only, you know, 12 games left. But Yeah, but, I mean, Islanders are 4-5-1 and one in their last 10. So, um, it's a huge game. Really big game tonight. Yeah. Um, and then I also wanted to mention, now that we're on Columbus, is that Duchesne is in nine games. He's one goal and three assists. And he's playing with... Breadman. I'm just sitting Atkinson, here kind of laughing. And like, then Dezingle has three assists in seven games. And Kincaid has yet to play. And McQuaid is like their extra D-man. So he's been scratched a few yeah, times. Yeah, that's rough. So if they're battling for that wild card spot, like, they better hope they're not wild card too. Yeah, because then they're going to have to get shit stomped by Tampa. Yeah. And it's a team that has never won in the playoffs ever do you really want to play tampa yeah wait and i mean like it just seems like they have no confidence yeah that's such a bad look coming in with these guys that they just gave up so much for to you know place everything on this one playoff run yeah and the the players are not doing much at all so they've just gone all in and then they're so i'm you know it takes time to build chemistry yeah especially with a coach like torts probably yeah. comparatively to some of the other guys they're used to playing under. Though I imagine, I feel like Guy Boucher is kind of probably one of the s- a similar similar type. He looks very scary. Yeah. He looks intimidating. He looks more intimidating at torts, but is he more intimidating? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not. Probably just yeah. relies on that scar to strike fear in yes. players. He'll just kind of do that thing where you got the evil villain in the chair with the light shining on that one side of his face. Yeah. Call players into meetings with that. Um. So getting back to the standings here in the east is um, just below Columbus is Montreal with 69 games played. Nice. And 79 (laughs) points. So they're tied points-wise, but they're a game. Columbus has a game in hand. Okay. And they're also 5-5-0 in their last 10, and they're on a two-game skid. Montreal's kind of a surprise this season. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think I didn't they were going to be that them. good. Yeah. And then they've kind of been sliding down a bit. But, I mean, it, they're playing in the Atlantic, so they're, they were really, if they're going to get they were in, they're going to be a wild card, card. basically. Um, and then the, uh, the last team I'll mention here uh, for the East is Philly. So they're 68 games played, and they're at 74 points. So they're a bit behind everybody, so they're five points back of Montreal and Columbus. But they're six three and one in their last ten. And they're eighteen five and two in their last twenty five. Yeah. So Phillies turned it up big time. They were last in the league on January 9th. Which is this, you know, we think back to Ottawa with a Hamburglar a few yeah. years back there. Like it's possible for a team to go on some an insane twenty five game run and jump up the standings like that. Yeah, Philly just seems like such a streaky team the last four or five seasons. <laughs> They're really good, then really bad, then really good, then really bad. I remember, bad. like, a few years back, I think it might have been Gostas Bears' first season when they were talking about how, or when they had a really shitty streak or something, and they went on, like, that huge winning streak. Do you mm. remember that? And I think just, so. And then Vorchek said something like, oh, we just, uh, we just had some beers with the boys and, you know, <laughs> yeah, I totally we remember that. Just decided that. we wanted to win or something. <laughs> so maybe they're just drinking again and you know 
maybe brought back the old old Philly culture. <laughs> yeah, maybe Gritty is involved now, and I wonder if they kept Lori that Lori Yori Latera's phone number. <laughs> yeah, like for the party. <laughs> so I don't know. It just seems like the Metro is kind of the the race in the East, yeah. and then Montreal is kind of that last <laughs> Atlantic team to try and get in. But Which is it's it's funny just having three of the best teams in the league in the one division taking up all those spots where it's like you're not even Montreal can't even try to fight for a divisional spot because it's like well we're not we're never going to catch them we're not as good as them yeah so it's like oh we just got to go for these wild card spots that's it yeah so if it's gonna it's probably gonna be a Boston Toronto first round matchup so the second straight two thumbs up and I can't wait for game seven. I, yeah, me neither. Can't <laughs> wait to see the Leafs be up and then lose. Maybe they've got enough experience this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll see what uh, Jake Gardner does. And, yeah. You know, if he gets booed out of Toronto and then leaves. <laughs> y- anyway, let's move to the West, maybe. Um, the West is kind of all it's over the place. Up. It, it, the t- it's no longer the battle of teams who have won two in the last 20. It's actually teams who were playing about, you know, about pace for their points per- for their points percentage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll start with the central, I guess. Um, the former Thunderdome. Yeah. Every, who, this is the division everybody thought was going to be crazy. Yeah, and it's not. It's a little toned down. Um, so Winnipeg is first in the central. Sixty-eight games played, eighty-four points, and they're four, five, and one in their last yeah, ten. And they've been notoriously on a bit of a weak stretch that um, the last few weeks here. Yeah, well, Morrissey's out and Bufflin's out, and you can tell. Yeah. You can definitely tell. Very, very much so. And um, doesn't Laine's been scoring a bit more, though. More than his, like, no goals in 20 games. He's still got, what, like 30? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after he put up, like, 20 goals in a week or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Um, but, yeah, for I guess for a team that's – they're not the deepest on defense. Like they're kind of playing guys over where they should be, but they've got such a good team that it works. But when they start losing their top four defenders like that, it's going to show pretty badly. Yeah. I thought the game last night, it was capitals versus Winnipeg. I thought it was going to be a bit rougher because the last time the two teams played was when Morrissey did that body slam on Oshie and Tanev Mm -hmm. elbowed Kuznetsov in the head. There was a few times in the game where it was a little rowdy, but it wasn't, crazy yeah kind of died down but you could tell that they'd missed bufflin and morrissey a lot yeah especially on the power play oh for sure like bufflin said, on the power play like like i said earlier there that. was five power plays in the game for the jets and they didn't score any of them yeah and they have a really strong power play when they're firing on all cylinders right yeah. so like who ended up playing on their first power play it was probably truba yeah truba yeah so i guess i mean he's not he's no slouch but i guess it's probably a step down from bufflin yeah, because I think his shot is just way worse. Yeah. So not to mention, you know, Bufflin ha- being half a forward. Yeah. <laughs> being able to to transition so well with you know who's probably there Wheeler and Shifley and Line. A. Yeah. Yeah. So they're. I mean, they're holding up first in the Central. Yeah. Because they're one point up on Nashville, and Nashville's played two more games. So that's. Ooh, that's gonna be tough for Nashville trying to catch up. Yeah, well, Nashville's at seventy point or seventy games played and eighty three points, and they're five five and zero in their last ten. So not substantially better than Winnipeg, so but five hundred hockey team right now in the yeah. last ten. And then uh, rounding up third here in the Central is St. Louis, uh, which is they have got sixty eight games played and they're at seventy nine points, and they're five three and two in their last ten. So that's the St. Louis we expected to see this season. Now that they've turned it around from their horrendous start. Yeah, and having a coach be fired and changing everything. They're Which, I mean, does is Mike Yo going to get another shot in the NHL? Probably. Ottawa, maybe. Yeah. He's He doesn't sound like he's had a great reputation as a head coach coming from Minnesota and St. Louis now. Yeah. But, you know, maybe, uh, maybe. maybe he does end up in Ottawa. It's their only shot. <laughs> Yeah, a couple, couple notes. Um, I know you wanted to bring up um, Bennington. Yeah, so Jordan Bennington has been absolutely phenomenal for a rookie goalie coming in and just stealing a whole bunch of games for the team. Low-key serial killer, though. Yeah. Have you seen any of the interviews with him? <laughs> He's just got that deadpan, like, emotionless yeah, glare. They were like, oh, like, are you nervous at all going into this game? 
And he's like, do I look nervous? <laughs> yeah. And so it's just a man of very few words. Yeah. Like they try and have fun with him on the, you know, like, um, <laughs> he's like, no, like Pierre will ask him something or well, it's Pierre. Um, give it. Yeah. Um, what's his name? The St. Louis, uh, the other bald short guy, Darren Pang Panger. Yeah. He'll ask him and plan, try and play around with them and he won't <laughs> nothing. Just nothing. Yeah, so, I mean, he's looking at, like, a 1.8-something goals against average, 930 save percentage. Yeah. And his, I think he's played about 20-ish games right now, if I looked yeah. up the thing right. <laughs> yeah, I think he's, I want to say around, like, 25 or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so the other the other thing I wanted to mention with him is I've seen his name linked to a bit of a Calder run based off of his exemplary performance so far. So I looked a little bit into it to see, like, does he have a shot for it? Does he have any, like, what's the precedent for goalies? So he's going to max out around, like, 35 games probably. Even though his stats are unreal, the other goalies who have won Calder trophies have played, like, 55 plus 60 games. Yeah, so and, a lot more. Yeah, so that's that's quite a quite a step down, especially in a year when we've got Pedersen and Dalene yeah. lighting it up for their teams. So... As good as he's been, I don't think he has a shot at the Calder just for games played so far. Yeah, yeah. There's a f- there's a lot more skaters, rookies that are playing, yeah. that are playing more games. Yeah. Like um, the last uh, it bugged me the last time we talked about the uh, Calder, we left out um, fuck my can't forget can't remember names, but uh, the D man on uh, Dallas, Heiskanen. Heiskanen. Yeah, I he, he gets overlooked so much. Yeah, he's having an unreal season. Like he's so good. He's so fast, and he's he's gonna be like a really really good puck moving defenseman. Yeah. Um, another thing with with St. Louis is Tarasenko's hurt with an upper body injury. He's out at least ten days. Okay, so he almost a few games. Yeah. Um, and he's been definitely turning it up, so that's gonna hurt them. Um, but I mean the team as a whole has been playing a lot better. So. Yeah. And, I mean, if they're playing in front of a hot goalie, they've got a solid defense. I think they can probably shut it down for a couple of games. Yeah. Until Tarasenko's back. Yeah, so, um, do you want to do, do you want me to just do the Central all at once and then the Pacific? Or do you want me to do the Pacific and then talk about the wild card? Probably go Pacific, then wild card, because that's where the real race is. Yeah, okay. So, in the Pacific, Calgary's in the number one spot. Your favorite? I, I'm physically in pain right now. <laughs> Let's see if you'll get this. They're at 69 games played. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Even though it's Calgary. <laughs> and they're Mostly at nice. uh, they're at 91 points. Yeah. So quite Holy a bit crap. better than the Central. Yeah. Um, Calgary, I think I think they're second in the league. Or did Boston pass them in their streak here? Um, I don't know. I don't have the numbers written down for the Atlantic because it's just there was no real. There's point. no point. <laughs> um, but I think they're it's probably close. Yeah, probably close. Yeah, because um, I know it's basically a top four teams are Tampa, Calgary, Toronto, and uh, Boston. But I can't remember which order two to four are. Well, that might have, that might Toronto might be a little bit down now. Um, because anyway, Calgary is at ninety one points and they're six four and zero in their last ten. Um, they've been rolling kind of two goalies, Mike Smith and David Riddick. Yeah, they haven't. It's kind of weird. Like they haven't had a bona fide number one. So you wonder, you know, if one of them is going to turn it up for the playoffs, or are they going to somehow manage that two goalie system that we never see work in the playoffs? Yeah, well, Riddick is playing like way better than he, he was. He was hurt. Okay, but his save percentage is like way better than and his GAA is way better than Mike Smith yeah so Riddick also like he started super hot early the season yeah and then he really cooled off so I'm not sure if he's turned it back around yet I think I think so points off for not fighting Marc-Andre Fleury though <laughs> I really wanted to see a goalie fight damn <laughs> um, it's been a while yeah so here's what here's what my prior comment meant so San Jose is at 68 games played but they're at 90 points oh and they're seven, two, and one in their last ten. So that's going to be a pretty tight race for first. They've won there. four straight, so they're number two streak in the league right now. Yeah. So this, I think, they're probably above Toronto points wise. Not that it right. really matters. I actually didn't even realize San Jose was that close. But yeah. But I guess that's streak. Been an ar- a couple articles saying like they're gunning for that number one. Well, I'm sure they'd rather. Seed. I'm sure they'd rather play the team, the Western Wild Card that slumps in the playoffs than exactly. Vegas. Exactly. Especially because they're going to have Carlson come back for the playoffs too. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's, I think, trying to come back right before playoffs. Yeah. But he said he's basically not coming back until the playoffs. So he might show up for like the last game as like a conditioning stint. Yeah. He needs to, like, with the amount of injuries he's had, he cannot come back early now. Yeah. Like, he just can't do I it. I think it's the same. He's, having, he's had groin issues all season, too. Yeah. I think it's like he said it was like, um, not the same issue, but related. So whatever that means. It's, it's not far a different spot on the same muscle. It's probably a situation where, like, it was still bothering him, so he tweaked something else or has, like... So, like, to try and compensate or and adjust compensate, for that. To try and compensate, yeah. Yeah. Something ended else. Ended up injuring ended up another area. Yeah. Right. Um, I, will, I will mention this, though. I just saw today. The Sharks actually have a significantly better record without Carlson than with him. Hmm. So... Whatever maybe that means. Maybe that's because they see him in the locker room and they're just like, man, we've got to win for this guy. <laughs> Stupid, sexy Carlson yeah. is back modeling for RW and Co. <laughs> <laughs> we need to. He's just showing up in sharp suits and, you know, His getting the guys all hair. fired up. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> his facial hair is gross. Like, it's. It's. I, I like the flow, yeah. but it's his stupid mustache. It's really pencil it's not nice <laughs> it's not like fleshed out enough you yeah know? like it's just it's thin it looks it's, like a yeah. homeless pirate or something <laughs> homeless pirate he just needs to shave it i think ah, he keep looked, it he looked better with long hair and clean shaven i think <laughs> I'm, I'm just a fan of facial hair in general yeah <laughs> i mean i don't mind facial hair like brent burns or jumbo but it's just like his just doesn't look the same. <laughs> Don't we, try dare, and tell me. Dare we say greasy? <laughs> I mean, he's not like Brent Sopel level greasy, but it's I don't think it looks very good. Because <laughs> I, okay, I went into RW and Co., which obviously he has partnered with or whatever. Yep. And I was with my girlfriend, and she was like, who is that gross guy? And I was like, that's Eric Carlson. He's one of the best players in the league. She's like, he's gross. I was like, yeah, I mean, the that's PK, PK Subban ones were better. PK knows how to rock a suit. Yeah. And he's he's more handsome, I think. Just Eric, Everyone is, like, in love with Eric Carlson online. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I like the flow, but the, the beard is just gross. Anyway, <laughs> moving back on to hockey-related subjects. <laughs> done with facial hair for now yeah wait until the playoffs so in the pacific vegas is third they're at 70 games played and they're at 81 points so a bit of a drop off there but yeah. but there are six three and one in their last 10 so every all the top three teams in the pacific are like on fire basically they're all doing really well and vegas has been i think there was a time i'm not sure if they've lost yet but i think believe they went like five games undefeated after the trade deadline i'm not sure when these losses fell, fell on before or after i'm pretty sure just within the last game or two um they gave up the first goal with stone on the ice wow it's just, it's just he's been insane there and they've got they've got just this great core of a team yeah, and he's they just slotted in so nice with Statsny and Pacioretty. We mentioned that last episode, but yeah, man, they're gonna be they're gonna be a tough team yeah. to face. And you're right with San Jose; it doesn't want to face them first round, and yeah. neither would Calgary. They're, I think they're better than that point total suggests because of their moves at the yeah. trade deadline. And I think, um, yeah, they started off a little bit slow too, which kind of yeah. set them back a few games. Yeah. So anyway, in the wild card. Sitting at number one right now is Dallas. So there are 68 games played, and they're at 75 points. And they're 6-4-0 in their last 10. So basically all these teams are have positive records except for Winnipeg. And I guess Nashville's 500. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything to mention about Dallas. I guess besides Radulov got um, – he was assessed like a team – suspension for missing a practice yeah, he was late or something and then he came back and scored a hat even yeah game. so maybe they should do that every other game yeah bench him <laughs> um and then minnesota's yeah, second wild card spot and they're at 69 games played nice and 74 points and they're six two and two no last time yeah, so even minnesota 
has turned it up after kind of they hit a real real rough patch I think around the trade deadline there and Dubnik looked frustrated the team was like disheartened almost it looked like on the ice and they were just kind of falling down into mediocrity but apparently their trades did something okay which is surprising because they seem (laughs) just outright bad yeah at a glance maybe Um, just kind of like that kick in the ass yeah those uh two overtime losses or shootout losses to nashville which which were like basically back to back right um because uh johansson got the winner in both of them i think and dubnik was pissed yeah and the like the one that he had a right to be pissed about he wasn't even in net for (laughs) it was whoever the fuck i don't know he's their backup staylock no I don't, even know. I don't know. It might have been Stalock. I don't even know if is Stalock in Minnesota. Has he been there? <laughs> I, do I have his name in Minnesota? I think it's. I think it was Stalock. Anyway, just like Johansson just pushed the pad in, basically. Like he made the save, but he just pushed it in. Yeah. All in one move, but it was just he was pissed, but they let it stand. And then they played him again, and then Johansson got the winner against Dubnik, where he, Dubnik was mad because Johansson just start went like really slow. He was still moving though; he didn't just stop. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting that they f- faced him like almost. It was almost like a series; like it was so close together. Yeah, we don't see that much anymore. And with, uh, with close games like that. Yeah, and then they, in natural, won in a shootout again. So it was kind of <laughs> funny. Screw you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like I like series like in baseball, but there's a much longer season. Yeah, but it is nice when you like for like traveling and watching the games and stuff. And you have in baseball you have like different starting pitchers and stuff, so you see like a different part of the team mm-hmm. every game. I mean, I totally remember. I guess now we we just end up with these weird things where it's usually just the the eastern eastern western games where they play the same team twice in two weeks. And then you never see them again the rest of the season. Yeah, but I, um, like I told, I don't see this very often anymore. Where it's like big rivalry teams play each other on a back-to-back nights. Edmonton Calgary used to have like on a weekend be like Edmonton Saturday, Calgary Sunday. Like a home and home. Yeah, home and home. Yeah, I, I would like. I would like if the league had that a bit more, but with only playing like a team twice, if you're yeah. East West, or what is it in, di- in interdivisional like i think it's four three or four i think it's four and there might be one team that's three or maybe the conference is like that yeah so you end up condensing them all into a couple of days like that yeah uh, i just really like that from baseball just seeing a certain team like four days in a row or whatever yeah it's nice obviously different so what different. what we're saying here is the NHL should switch to a hundred and what a hundred and sixty game schedule. Yeah, it's like one hundred and sixty two <laughs> or something. So that we can have these four game series so with every basically team. double. Yeah, the amount of games Make in sure. the same span of time. Yeah, so just can extend the season every night, just like baseball. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta you know finish the game at ten, travel and get in the hotel at two three in the morning, play another game no, that day. Fuck hotels, just <laughs> get a team RV, <laughs> one big RV, and then you just. You camp out outside the arena, and, and then, you know. Oh, caravan it. Yeah. Tailgate party. Tailgate, and then go play. Yeah. You would not you would, it would not be a drop-off in play at all. No. It'd be the exact all. same level. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe if you had, like, a 48-man roster. <laughs> Basically, you just run with two teams. Yeah. It's like the split squad games in preseason. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, rounding out this wild card, you have Arizona right behind Minnesota and actually it looks like they'll pass them because they're at uh 68 games played and 73 points so they're just one point back but they have a game in hand on Minnesota yeah and they're eight two and zero in their last 10. Arizona is on a streak right now yeah and what's even more amazing is that they've stayed this competitive despite missing like half of their roster for half the season they have something crazy like 330 man games lost or yeah. whatever that stat is it's they're stupid. not leading the league in that but the amount of just key injuries they've had and it's just like every single game some player was getting injured with like yeah. two to four weeks here two to four weeks there who is number one then it was like anaheim or vancouver oh yeah i would say that arizona's probably has been missing like better 
key players. Even yeah, I think I can't remember if the one I saw was quality of man games lost, but Arizona is missing key parts of their team, anyways. Right? Maybe not star players for the rest of the league, but players who are important to their team. Yeah, I would like to see them get into playoffs. I'm really pulling for Arizona and Carolina. Um, yeah, I like the the nice thing with Arizona is that you kind of get like the old school crowd that's kind of questioning Chaka and his role because he's using a lot of kind of more specific stats and analytics and stuff to build his team, and he's kind of not he's not just going off of old school stuff. Well, so it's nice to see this good new mentality. Vets. You got good vets like Pavel Datsuk and oh, Marian yeah. Hossa. Chris Pronger for a few years. Like, yeah. You got these great leaders coming in yeah, I mean, and that showing all the young guys the ropes. <laughs> that pays for itself, really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you have Arizona, and then Colorado is right behind them. 69 games played. Nice. And 72 points. So they're just one point back, but they are... They've played one more game. Yeah, and they just lost their captain. Until yeah, the so Landeskog is out four to six weeks. Yeah, which consider, I mean. Considering he's a third of their <laughs> offense. Yeah. Like, they're they're not a very deep team. They're pretty much led by that McKinnon, Ratton, and Landeskog line. So it might be a bit difficult for them to, you know, handle this, this loss to their lineup. But you got to wonder, like, okay, so you still have two-thirds of that line probably the more offensive two-thirds so can someone else slot in and contribute in a reasonable role yeah i mean they have, that line has been split up this season periodically but that's a pretty big blow yeah yeah i lose your captain in the middle of a playoff race like yeah and they're six three and one in their last 10 but to lose landis gog is huge to that team yeah um just with his offensive talent and his physicality I mean, even if they make playoffs, like... I think he'll be back by then. Well, it's four to six weeks. Which, There's only I mean, a month left. It's a playoff thing. They're probably going to... He, he, he'd come back early, I imagine. Probably. So that's the culture. Yeah. We also don't know what... Like, what was the injury? Is it like a shoulder or something? I think it's upper body. It's it's something to do with his arm. Because, yeah, he got hit by like a goalie or something. Yeah. Yeah, he went in behind the net and he got like pinched into pinched in between the boards of the goalie and his arm was just kind of like caught in there so something in there the amount of shit that he's done to other players like cross-checking them in the head <laughs> i don't really have any sympathy for him um, not in that sense but it was just kind of a fluky play anyways i mean do you remember when he like cross-checked matthew kachuk i'm sure you felt really bad about it Barry. but do you remember that i don't think i remember the play actually Kachuk was like behind he was behind the net and he just hit him like right in the head from behind oh yeah landis Cog's pretty dirty oh he is he's cleaned it up and I, he's more yeah. celebrated now as like offensive but yeah he had a couple years where he was regularly checking elbows and yeah elbows cross checks um who was simone dupre the guy who had yeah. to kind of he had to like quit hockey yeah because landis Cog, i think fucking elbowed him in the head after he came back from concussion that was kind of like that was it yeah yeah, it's like it wasn't even it wasn't even a dirty play that injured him. It was just a stupid fluke when he got his arm caught between the goalie and the boards. But yeah, you know. just, just the amount of shit he's done. It's just <laughs> like, well, you've literally caused a guy to like have to stop playing hockey. So the yeah. sympathy vote is lost on your end. Yeah, it sucks for the Colorado, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I w- I will just throw this in you didn't write them down which is fair because there's no way they can pull off the record they need to get to the playoff pace but edmonton's like <laughs> 67 points in 68 games yeah right now, i mean so. the west the west is crazy so i just drew it off at colorado yeah which, which is what fair. i thought was realistic <laughs> if edmonton's too so the current playoff pace is about 88 to 90 points for edmonton to hit that they need to go like 11 and three or it's 11 and four i think and I think it's eleven and three now. <laughs> What's that? Does everybody else need to go like zero and thirteen or something? Well, that'd be ideal, but no, that's <laughs> that's that's if they play at their current points percentage pace, puts the uh, playoff mark at eighty-eight to ninety points. So I mean, there's a chance. I'd like to see yeah, them and get in. But... Edmonton's schedule playing out like they do have a weak schedule. They've got really weak opponents the rest of the season that right. they should win. They should win reliably seven to nine of those games. Well, I mean, there's a shot. Yeah. So if they're not going to, I can't I can't see them pulling that off. That street that type of a streak off at this point. But if that goon McDavid doesn't get suspended anymore. Yeah, that's gonna be huge. They got he's gotta clean it up a little bit. Yeah. And then speaking of suspensions. 
we'll uh, transition very nicely into this. It's going to be McDavid's number two. Jack Eichel got suspended. Yep. Um, I don't agree with it. Anyway, he got he got suspended for two games for a hit to the head on Carl Soderberg on Colorado. And my take of it is Soderberg used his face to hit Jack Eichel's <laughs> elbow while Jack Eichel was skating in front yourself. of him. Stop hitting yourself. So I don't – I get that it was like a headshot, but it looked like Eichel was just trying to go for the puck and use body position to block Soderberg. And Soderberg leaned down so far that he hit Eichel's arm as he was skating by him. It was really weird – contact because Eichel was like past him yeah the timing was off like Eichel was early if he was trying to hit Soderberg he was way off on timing if he was just going for the puck then it's just a really weird and he hit like Eichel's back elbow yeah it was like the back of his upper arm so like (laughs) Eichel's back was to Soderberg and it wasn't even like his closest arm to him it was like his fur his far back left arm that was was a bit of an odd one weird um suspension and Eichel had a comment on it um we'll pull up the quote here so there's a there's a whole thing in here where he's talking about um, why he doesn't agree with it. But I think the key takeaway is one of the second paragraph here where he says, I don't know, it's kind of frustrating. If they're going to have a rule about headshots, it has to be pretty black and white. I mean, if all headshots are suspendable, suspend all headshots. But it's tough to see them picking and choosing uh, what they feel is suspendable, but it's a decision you have to live with. And I think that sentiment is where a lot of the frustration for fans comes from in in watching these suspensions uh, play out and if it's having that impact on the players like it's not just Eichel who's going to see that I mean Voracek's tweet on his suspension we'll talk about that in a minute yeah was this have a similar nature like what the fuck yeah and like Eichel expresses in here as well that he doesn't feel like he's personally to blame for the hit and he actually puts fault on Soderberg for putting himself in that situation it says uh, if you watch the hit, he actually is at fault for dropping his head down there. I mean, it's a 50-50 puck that I'm trying to make a hockey play on. I mean, you see me, I have on the eyes of the puck the whole time, and I actually make a play on the puck after. Yeah. And I agree with that. I don't think he was trying to hit him. I think he was just trying to get body position, and Soderberg was trying to reach for the puck. Maybe he didn't see Eichel coming because he was coming perpendicular to him, kind of crossing his T. But... I, I really don't believe it was a headshot. There was no intention there. It was just an unfortunate play that Soderberg basically ran into Eichel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm admittedly trigger-happy on suspensions, and I'm more like I see head contact or high contact, and I'm okay with the suspension on it. But you got to look at the rule that the NHL has in place on this, where it specifically says that a player putting himself in a vulnerable position is a factor in the decision on whether or not it's a, an illegal check. And yeah. yes, Eichel, Eichel's body comes in contact with Soderbergh's head. I'm not going to say Eichel hit Soderbergh in the head. His body comes in contact with Soderbergh's head. Yeah. And Soderbergh puts himself in a bad position by leaning so far forward for the play on the puck. So he doesn't actually have the puck, so I can see an interference, I guess, because he hits him without the puck. Right. And... I'm okay with the suspension because of the head contact, but it's that factor of intent and the the player who received the hit being like putting himself At in a fault. bad position. Yeah, I I know what you're saying, and I my view on these is that the player who who is at fault is not the person suspended in both of these players. Yeah, like it's yeah, I see that now with Voracek. Now that I watched it a few more Boychuk, times. We'll, we'll talk about Vorchex in a second, but um, Soderberg puts himself in that position. Eichel's not trying to hit him in the head. So why suspend Eichel for incidental head contact? Yeah. It's not intent. He's not even trying to hit him. So yeah. it's, it just seems uh, like a weird if this reason is the precedent, to somebody. Yeah, like if this is the precedent they're trying to set, if they're finally starting to clue in and say like, oh, all head contact is going to be a disciplinary action, then okay, like let's see this consistency moving forward. And, but why but, start now? Yeah, and why start with that? <laughs> with like 15 games left, <laughs> why start now? <laughs> We're implementing a new standard, something that's happened in probably 50% of games this season. We're going to start suspending it. And it's mm-hmm. not on like clear, obvious headshot players. It's on skilled players. 
players that make Play with every no team history. money and yeah, or I, clean I, players. Who cares about the money? Players with zero history of well, also players bad plays. that could draw like a million penalties a game, like McDavid yeah. and Eichel. Oh, for sure. Right, like I mean, how many montages can you make shit of that gets McDavid. that people get away with? And like Johnny Gaudreau, not that he's been suspended, but like players like that, like that's probably going to be the next guy. Is Johnny Hockey's going to get suspended for a head contact? Yeah, he's going to get suspended for a head <laughs> contact on some guys like six foot six. Yeah, and we're going to yeah. be sitting here wondering how the hell like five foot eight Johnny Gaudreau hits someone in the head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and again, it's going to be vulnerable position. Yeah, it's... so uh, Voracek, his. His is very similar in my mind, um, and he's. It, it's even more surprising to me that he got suspended, and apparently surprising to Jake Voracek because he yeah. tweeted out the crying, La- laughing emoji face. Yeah, and Eichel actually retweeted that. At the yeah, same, that's, so that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> They've got similar reactions here going on here. Yeah, so this play, it was like a play in the corner among the boards, and Voracek was facing the boards and the puck was coming around to him and you see Boychuk skating like a million miles an hour from yeah. the far blue line which like what's his play there and he's just gunning it for Voracek and Voracek basically turns a little bit and braces and puts his he pushes his back up a bit yeah and he he so, hits you know, wall him but yeah he just basically he's bracing he's bracing for contact or just a board battle or something and Boychuk flies into him like head first and then goes down yeah. and then gets all mad. The Islanders get all mad at Vorchek and Vorchek gets a five minute major. And then after the game gets two game suspension. Yeah. Which like at first I will admit, like I saw the, the contact, the contact between the two players was high on Boychuk. It's not a headshot per se, because like he just smashed his head into Vorchek's back. Yeah. But and like Voracek's protecting himself because what is Boychuk's play on this? On he's this, charging him like he's from behind. <laughs> into like the Boychuk's, Boychuk's not dirty. He's physical, but he's not dirty. So like, what's his play going to be? He's not going to sneak between Voracek and the boards to the puck. He's going to smash right into Voracek. Yeah, it's like he was trying to push him through the boards on that play. Yeah. and it's just a re- a good reverse hit in yeah. my mind. I see, like I can see an interference on it because the puck wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, I get like a, maybe it's coincidental two-minute penalties one for charging one for interference yeah that would make a lot of sense and i think probably just because boychuk went down so hard yeah i think there's only a call on this play because boychuk got hurt i don't even think there should have been a minor penalty called if you're not going to give one to boychuk because he puts himself in that situation and charging yeah the same thing like he's he sort of goes a bit more upright by the time the contact is made but he's skating forward with his head straight out again yeah and savorichek's back no hockey school teaches you to do that. No. And it's very surprising that Voracek got even a penalty to me because that play happens all the time, a reverse hit. I mean, that happened in the Stanley Cup Finals. Oshie yeah. reverse hit. Um, who was it? Fucking uh, Colin Miller? I honestly, I don't remember this particular Anyway, hit. I think it was, yeah. it was either Shea... Theodore or Colin Miller but like he reverse hit them and like their helmet hit each other or something and one of the, like, the defender oh, right. was cut do you remember that yeah I remember the play I don't remember who it was so it's just like a solid reverse hit like yeah. brace for a hit right and that happens all the time and yeah. it's just and I think weird to call it yeah suspension on that because in my head yeah you want to get rid of head head hitting and head contact and all that but how are you head hunting someone for when they're coming at you from behind you. Like, exactly. It's just, like, it we're, seems we're physically to, impossible. It's hard. And le- like, it's like a Cronwall hit, right? Basically. But you're not moving. <laughs> you're stationary and just like, you're stationary, not facing up. the guy. The, the, so you're yeah. just, a, it's like the, like, uh, a movable object thing, <laughs> right? Like, it's a stationary object and a movable object, like hitting each other. And yeah. It's just like, yeah, you're the one that's moving is gonna get fucked. Like Basically. Borchek's just big strong standing up his ground and Basically Borchek gets screwed. And yeah, that's the speed that he's coming in with and the angle. I mean the the little bit of an argument I can see, like I'm I'm not gonna argue the suspension. I don't like it like I just said, I'm trigger happy on those for high contact. But it's kinda it's a weird one because 
how like what kind of precedent are you setting off of that yeah you can't defend yourself when someone's charging you you like, just take the hit yeah it's it's just a weird <laughs> it's a weird take play. the hit so that boy chuck can get suspended yeah yeah <laughs> I, I don't know. I know Philly fans are upset because they have like Malkin swing their swing, and that's stick. that's another thing. Like, because I want to mention Nick Ritchie too, but we've had multiple instance instances this season of players using stick violence with swinging sticks, high cross checks, get a fine. and yeah, they get a fine. They get nothing. What like which is more violent? What's well, worse? It's not a part more of more violent and more. Definitely intent. Yeah, like injure. Stick violence is worse than a body check, unless yeah. you're blatantly throwing like a chicken wing elbow. Someone. I think the Eichel and the Voracek hits are unfortunate. But yeah, they're hockey plays. Ultimately, yeah. And you should suspend that based on the outcome. I don't. Did Soderberg leave the game? I can't remember. I, I was watching the game, but I can't remember. If I he know Voracek right. was. He was skating off the ice and yelling at. Fires. So there's there is some threats yelled. They play again sometime soon. Ooh. Should be a good game. Yeah, feisty. Maybe the Islanders will take themselves out of the game somehow. <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, getting back to the stick stuff, like that's not a hockey play. No. I mean, maybe in the 1950s. Oh, that's one thing I want to mention is Rip Ted Lindsay. Oh yeah, we'll we'll, we'll save Ted. we'll save uh, <laughs> because he's known for his big <laughs> stick swing. Yes, but um. Yeah, like those aren't hockey plays. No, and there's definitely intent to injure, and and then you get fined like fifty five hundred bucks. Yeah, so Nick Ritchie over the weekend, um, cross checks. I believe it was Folin from the Montreal Canadiens. Um, he cross checks him in the throat for no reason, which is fucking dangerous. And he gets fined. That's it. You could like and send the, the other thing to mention here: Eichel and Voracek, no history of dirty plays. Nick Ritchie has been suspended at least once, and he's been thrown out of a game for a bad hit another time. So this is someone with a history who goes and cross-checks someone in the throat, and he gets fined for it. Well, apparently that's supposed to be taken into account for suspension length. Yeah, so we've got three players with no history of being— well, I guess McDavid's gotten a bit pissy sometimes. Because I think with the whole Wilson, Tom Wilson thing, is that the history is like a multiplier— so it's not it doesn't determine if they're suspended or not. It just determines the length. Okay, I believe I'm kind of talking out of my ass here a little bit, but oh, it makes more sense. I seem to remember that being the case is that repeat offender does not determine if you're suspended. The play determines if you're suspended, but if you are a repeat offender, it adds on to however many games it would be. So which how makes does that sense work for, for Wilson <laughs> because his hit was suspend suspension worthy. But he's a repeat offender, so yep. he got a fucking book thrown at him. Which, okay, that makes sense. It was like something like, you know, four times the normal suspension or something like that. So with Richie and stuff, <laughs> they should be suspended, and they should be suspended longer. Whereas Voracek so like, what, what and Eichel get that suspended work? two games like, for something that's, in my opinion, not even suspension worthy. Not even worthy of being looked at. But... They get more games than someone who does a piece of shit move, gutless move, trying yeah. to actually hurt somebody. Exactly. There's no point to cross check a guy in the throat. Like with Eichel and Voracek, they were just making, they were just playing hockey. There's no elbow, there's no shoulder, there's no like leaning into like dirty contact. Like there's no blatant move made to be dirty. Yeah. They're just playing hockey with an unfortunate result. Yeah, I get that it's hard to determine what's suspension worthy and not but on these on these they're just case after case just seems like they're not following the rule book and they're just doing whatever yeah the, the things that you would think are actual dirty like when Doughty el- like blatantly sticks his elbow behind him into McDavid's face for no reason that plays nowhere right. near or them. the Perry thing for or the Oilers th- yeah or Perry cross-checking nurse in the, the face. capitals you have Morrissey doing the same thing as Matheson yeah like they don't seem to have that consistency I, going. Like if they're setting a precedent, they're not following it. And they're like you said, it, but then just not completely not looking. Yeah, at and it. like you said, why are they setting it now? And what like what what brings these plays to be yeah. the the precedent they want to set? Like seventy games into the season, oh, we're changing the rules. Yeah, and 
maybe it's just it's an like internal is... get ready for playoff hockey. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think yeah, it'd go the opposite you know. direction. Like, we're not calling that anymore. So just to build off of this, is Philip Forsberg now the dirtiest player in the NHL? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> by far. Yeah, I, I, I just don't get it. It's just I don't want to keep talking about suspensions and shit, but they just keep doing stupid decisions. Well, yeah, it's every single week. Yeah, it's. I mean, I get with uh, so many games going on, there's bound to be things to look at, you know, dirty plays and whatnot. But it just seems like these two are just a waste of everyone's time. And Vorchek's appealing his suspension. Yeah, and they're doing like an expedited one too. So it's like get this done. So they're so hopefully he can actually day. play a game. Yeah. Before it's gone over and he just gets his money back, because they're in a playoff race. Oh yeah. Like it would mean so, more to Voracek to play the game than to get paid, right? Because if they don't settle this before the two game suspension is up, he just loses the money, or he might get the money back if they say, "Oh, we'll rescind yeah. it to one." Yeah. Game. So they they play tonight. Yeah. So he's gonna miss that game because the appeal isn't until tomorrow. Yeah. So hopefully, which they will be the twelfth, determine what goes on because with the Tom Wilson one, they waited so long that they rescinded it like as much as they could basically and he just got some money back yeah so like you think he ended up coming back like a game or two early yeah something it took so long that it's just like okay well whatever what's <laughs> yeah. the point <laughs> so um so yeah i, I don't know i hope marks. i hope he wins this appeal i kind of do too because i don't want to see that type of play to start becoming labeled as dirty for some reason well even if it is who fucking knows if the next time it happens if they'll suspend it yeah because off the consistency that we have the precedent that we actually have over the last few years it's like well there's no use of putting up those videos and seeing what the call is because the next time that happens they don't do the same thing they've never watched their own videos basically like you know like reddit comments and stuff people like oh this guy's a dirty player this happened this happened this happened they show like the videos and it's like well it has no bearing because they basically treat every play as a unique single incident single entity they don't look at anything else they don't look at similar plays or anything which like hockey is so variable that it's hard to say these two plays are exactly alike but you got to look somewhere for yeah (laughs) for like some sort of basis to go off of yeah like there's going to be something that happened that is similar in nature to some extent yeah it's and i don't think i've ever seen a reverse hit like that suspended for that reason actually too no maybe if he like threw his head back at him or something if if the arm came back i can see it i can like i said i can see it for the interference too in the way he steps into the hit but that's so much bracing himself for a hit to stop someone from coming and boarding him yeah just weird 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 anyway um i guess that's all i really had written down is there anything else you want to cover let's see how about well first off we can actually talk (laughs) about ted Lindsay for a second here yeah so one of the most influential people in hockey history in the nhl history founded the nhlpa was like a huge huge proponent proponent for players rights and supporting and just encouraging uh players and i mean he's got the ted the outstanding player award named after him yeah so played on the production line with abel and Howe. pretty dominant he's got four cups yeah so unreal um unreal hockey figure terrible ted he was like something like five seven or something <laughs> and to like play back then it was like yeah craziness on the ice like so he was, that, he was a tough to be guy. a smaller guy and yeah. to just have that rep it's pretty huge and um, like you were saying, pretty instrumental in the NHLPA. And I think... And he actually got traded because of that from Detroit to Chicago uh, yeah, because I, he wanted to actually have rights Yeah, he wanted. Player. Yeah, he wanted rights. He wanted, you know, the players' union and all that. And in typical fashion, you get fired and or removed from service of that organization. Yeah. I was listening to uh, Spin Chicklets, and they were talking about him, and they said that... Um, when someone would talk about Jean Beliveau, he would actually stand up because he had so much like respect and admiration <laughs> wow. for him. I was like, wow, no one even does that for anybody. Yeah, like nobody does like, that for the Wayne. Queen in England, and no one would do that. Yeah, so yeah, definitely old school. Um, one of the greatest. Pretty, 
pretty remarkable man. Yeah. And left his impact on the game. For sure. And uh, I was watching a bunch of games that week after he passed away. And there's some really good tributes. And the Wings didn't have a very good one. It, I, I think I missed it. All I saw was like the moment of silence. Yeah, I mean, if they had one, I watched their broadcast, and they had some, they were talking about him, like, on the broadcast before the game started, but at the actual arena, unless I totally missed it, they didn't show anything. No, maybe they did it before. Maybe. Like, they could have done that thing where it's like, hey, show up half an hour early about like, this. Because, like, before that moment of silence, they had, like, a very brief video, but they did have that video, so I don't know if they showed another one that was longer. Maybe. But it would seem... Like, every other team that I watched, they had, like, a longer video that was better. So it just seemed weird that the Wings had, like, the worst one. Oh, yeah. I mean, he but is they did, a wing. They, they put, like, the numbers, his, like, Ted number seven on, like, every team's arena yep. in the corners. In the corner there. And then Detroit did seven behind the goal. Okay. And then they have, like, a number on their jerseys. It seems like... Detroit has a different number on their jersey every year now because all these guys are dying. And same with Montreal and New York Rangers. Wasn't there another Ranger that just passed away? Yeah, I can't remember I can't remember his name. I'm not familiar with him, but he was a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, I can't remember his name either. Harry something? I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's sad that all these original players, original six guys are yeah, all these... getting to that age now. It's going it, to... It's gonna be hard to start seeing like some of these guys that like we know them to be like huge stars from right before we were watching hockey Mm -hmm. yeah it's gonna be like it's gonna be just and and uh with with kind of the last 20 30 years here probably like what the 70s through the 90s being so instrumental in the development of the game like so we're gonna have some key figures yeah um passing really soon i think yeah they're definitely all aging. <laughs> it's just sad. Yeah. Um, so I awkwardly laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's sometimes that's what it takes for people to learn about that person and what they did, right? Like especially young, younger people. Yeah, I mean, I got to be like, how many how many hockey fans, especially with how much the game has grown, how many hockey fans know what Ted Lindsay did? Yeah. And how important he was. Like, I've studied a little bit of hockey history. Like, I kind of know who he was and stuff. But with the amount that the game's grown and it's no longer just like a little niche sport, like, how many people in these Sunbelt teams are going to know who Ted Lindsay is? So, yeah. Now they're going to, now they know who he is well, I mean, and how important in, he was. Even in Canada, like, no, people for sure. know, like, Gretzky and Crosby and yeah. Ovechkin and all the big names, but the big names of now when the they casual watch. fans are not going to know who Ted Lindsay is. No. They're not, they're, probably don't even know who gordy howe is casual fan i feel like they might just because he he saskatchewan, was saskatchewan yeah. saskatchewan for sure <laughs> but you know if you're just someone it's, who yeah. doesn't wasn't into sports growing up or something for like, sure you won't know you might hear his name but you won't really know who he is exactly unless you look him up but yeah i mean sad to think about but sometimes that's just what it takes for people to learn how great someone was is for them to not be around anymore (laughs) yeah (laughs) not just for hockey players but for anybody right like because then people start telling stories and stuff about them and kind of gets it out there yeah so yeah we always end on happy notes on this how about how about we actually do um we've got a couple of players here who played some game milestones we can Uh, end on a little bit nicer saving us i'll end (laughs) i'll end on the better note so we got first off ryan kessler played his 1000th game last week so player aside that's a huge <laughs> milestone for anybody he's to, like, especially with him he's dealt with really bad injury issues yeah, the last couple years gonna say, especially having like half the body he normally has yeah Didn't so he have to like repair his whole butt like he like lost all his muscle and honestly his entire lower body is just a train wreck from it's the sounds of it <laughs> it's just, just a bones. skeleton <laughs> mr skeletal <laughs> yeah yeah that was surprising that he hadn't played that earlier to me because of all those injuries i guess like he's, he's been, been around, around for a long time ever he's like he's probably a early 2000s draft. especially living by vancouver like he's played some hard minutes in vancouver yeah and he's always been that type of hard hard-nosed physical guy pests yeah so you've got 
him playing his thousandth and Matt Cullen playing his fifteen hundredth. Wow. Which I mean, that guy's just he's still around. Every single year he just gets another <laughs> one year contract in like Minnesota or Pittsburgh. Yeah, I saw a thing on Reddit and it was um he has played with like over fifty percent of the players in the in the history of the league have played in the league with Matt Cullen in the league. Which that's just absurd to think about. It's crazy. <laughs> like he's played with the majority of the entire NHL database of players. Yeah. Um I don't think he's having a very good year in Pittsburgh, so this might be his last, but maybe. I mean Maybe he'll go to Ottawa. I'm not I'm not even kidding when I say in the NHL video games from like 2011 until probably 17, 18. In the first off season, I would always end up signing Matt Cullen as a depth <laughs> forward because I wanted because he was always good. He always put up like 20 goals in the game for some reason for me. Face-off, man. Fa- yeah, face-offs, fourth-line center, perfect. I would yeah. always sign him. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with him being on Pittsburgh if he's slow now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Good Branson, Johnson. Pittsburgh trying to win in 2009 again. Yeah, we've got Heglin. Yeah. We've got the speed. You guys are uh, modernizing Pittsburgh going back in time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, maybe we'll end on that happier note. Yes. So congratulations to them. Rip Ted Ted Lindsay, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time.